Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. With us today for the first time ever, Daniel Petroff, he's CEO at Kiara Holdings, trades on TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol KO. For those new to the story, and that's going to be a lot of you because our first interview, Kiara is an omni-channel cannabis retailer and distributor. What does that mean? They've got existing storefronts across British Columbia, Saskatchewan, Ontario, wholesale distribution in Saskatchewan, and e-commerce sites in Canada, the U.S., and Australia. More than just lip service, $17.1 million in revenues for the last fiscal year, up 230%, with a gross profit of $5.1 million. That was up 280%. More than just an outlier, that continued in Q1 recently with revenue of $5.2 million, up 94%, and gross profit of $1.56 million, up 118%. The company's hitting on all cylinders. They got a major acquisition to talk about. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks, George. Thanks for having me. Hey, great to have you guys on. You're a fantastic company. And if we were just going to talk about what Kiara was up until today's press release, that would be a lot to talk about. But the press release we're going to talk about is Kiara acquires Hemisphere Canada to become a prominent national cannabis retailer with forecasted annual revenues of $42.7 million. This is a big acquisition. Before we get into it, let's understand Kiara. Talk to us about the business and why you guys are so successful and the number of the locations that you've got. Yeah, before, uh, let's talk about Kiero. So before we talk about the acquisition and kind of how we got here, uh, Kiero's a retail cannabis company. We started in 2018, early 2018. Uh, my background is uh, originally one of the co-founders of Aurora Cannabis, a producer in the cannabis space. Wow. Uh, and when legalization opened up, you know, I, I spun out of Aurora at the, with the support of the team there, and I, I founded Kiero uh, to, to tackle really the recreational retail opportunity in cannabis. So who is Kiero before the acquisition? Uh, BC-based, Vancouver-based company, uh, a huge team of huge retail experience experts uh, in Kiero that helped help build the company from, from day one. Uh, really, we focused on BC as our number one, and I'll say Saskatchewan equally as the number two there. And we built out in BC so far, we built out six stores in BC uh, and two stores in Saskatchewan. Uh, the sixth store coming online right now in BC is actually in Kelowna, so we're expecting that to open up here in August. But uh, in, in really two years, because the first year of 2018, um, you know, that year was really just getting started. But in two years, uh, we went from four stores to now eight stores and now 16 to 18 stores with uh, the new acquisition. So who is Kiero? Kiero is a retailer, a pure retail company that we're, we're really obsessed with customer experience and delivering that customer service product experience. And that's really what we focus on. You know, we want to be the service experience like Uber, Airbnb, DoorDash you know, like Starbucks and let the producers there do their job and we're going to do our job. So, you know, we have a wholesale business in Saskatchewan as well. One of two major wholesalers in Saskatchewan. Uh, there's a number of wholesalers, I think, I think that plan to be in Saskatchewan, but really it's us and Fire and Flower that, that really have the, the wholesale market there. Uh, so that's really it. BC, Saskatchewan, you know, out of our competitors, the top two up until just a few months ago had zero stores in BC. Uh, even though they had upwards of 30 stores in, in Ontario, but BC company, BC base, West Coast, and this acquisition we're we're, we're, that's coming brings all of the East Coast uh, stuff. And I want to talk about the acquisition in detail, but 
uh, just it's just an exciting time for for yep. for Kiero as a retailer. Man, how'd you guys get to? I mean, seventeen point one million dollars revenue and prof and profitable, the gross profit of five point one million dollars. Generally speaking, how are you guys able to pull that off? Because so many people have tried and they've just fallen flat in their face, and you guys are just kicking it on all cylinders. I think you know what it's it's uh, a big part of it is just retail expert is is really retail expertise. So in business. You know, in, in any 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 business, you know, there's three things that usually come up: timing, team, and capital. So, you know, as a private company, we, we definitely have the timing of the market, new industry. We built a team, a real retail team. So, I think uh, this opportunity was was early stages. There's still a lot of people that didn't, you know, were, were were scared of getting into cannabis. And what we're able to do is really find those people with the expertise and bring them into the cannabis business, and get excited about it. We have Eleanor Lynch, our CEO of operations. She's been in retail for over 20 years. She ran Lids Canada in Jersey City, 153 stores in Canada. Wow. We got a CFO, uh, uh, Janet Hoffer. She helped build up Rocky Mountain Chocolates, really huge uh, expertise, again, in, in retail. Uh, we even have our, our, our director of finance, his, uh, Steve. Steve comes from Sage, and everybody probably knows Sage. So this, these experiential brands. So what we did when they came in, we did have to teach them the cannabis business, but they knew the retail business. And, and the challenge is, you know, everyone that got in with this early opportunity, they didn't, they didn't know the retail business, most of them. They knew the cannabis business and the opportunity. <laughs> what you had here is we had the time, we had the team, and really we focused on operational excellence. We focused on building the best stores and we focused on our timing. Our timing in BC, you know, we got a little fortunate to be founded in BC, but BC was the first mover advantage. Again, it, the regulatory burden for BC is huge. So if any competitor comes in, it's going to take them 12 months just to get licensed. Yeah, you, so guys, getting, you guys got an anchor there now. You got a great foothold. You know, I, I sent out a number of calls and it, it's it's Warren Buffett. Uh, you know, he he continually says he doesn't really like retail because it's hard to build a moat. But in this regulated sense, we built the moat. Yeah. BC has a moat and that moat is staying. Where if you go over to other provinces that don't have the defensibility, they don't have the barrier to entry, just the regulatory process you have to go through and, and the different stakeholders between the province and the municipality, uh, you just... Once that bottleneck of applications frees up, it's just open season. So, you know, now we're going there in Ontario, but the key is we had to wait to get to the best stores because the best store is going to win that market because it's very competitive. The first stores in BC are going to win this market, which numbers are proving it, like you said, uh, because it's there, there's, a, there's a barrier, there's a moat. You know, we're one of five stores, four stores in Port Moody, where, where Port Moody is a city where they said, we only want five for two years, like for two years. So if you go to Ontario and you go to Toronto, you can put a store beside each other. So there's really no real barrier to entry other than just application processing in Ontario. And when you get there, your differentiator is you better have the best store and the best lease. Because so if you let, don't, we're, we're going to drown you, right? So let's talk about that. The, here's the active hemisphere, uh, hemisphere cannabis. Where are their locations? They're Ontario based, right? Um, how many locations yeah. do they have? How many locations have you guys acquired? Where are they, where are they yeah. located and why do you think, given what you just said, uh, the, this is a great acquisition for you guys? Yeah, so uh, about the Ontario acquisition, who is Hemisphere? Hemisphere is uh, Aegis Brands, so it's a subsidiary of Aegis Brands. Uh, they own the Second Cup and built up the Second Cup franchise. Right. I think most people have, have, have seen or know of Second Cup or been to one. Uh, they actually recently sold that, but they sold 130 stores. This is a Toronto based company that has sold 130 stores in the coffee business 
They did keep their one coffee asset, which is a company called Bridgemark, which is a coffee company that they're building out, which actually tends to be on more of the experiential Starbucks side than, than, than the second cup side. But these, these guys are retail titans. Like, don't let, don't, you know, you look at the company of ages brands, you know, look at the stock, don't let it fool you. Because the guys behind that company are, are major, major retail titans. Uh, these are guys uh, that, that help build uh, Yogan Fruits. These are guys that are in the U.S. building hundreds and hundreds of stores uh, continually. So just a huge, that, that's, who, that's who Hemisphere is. That's who Aegis Brands is. And this is a portfolio they curated to be the best. So if you have guys that are in there that had 130 stores, have all the relationships with the landlords, all the lease rates negotiating power, right. and all the locations to choose from, and these are the seven stores they pick, like, it, it, it's, it's, it's just phenomenal. Right. Not only that, they're they're able to go and place great store locations that wouldn't necessarily be available to George Com and, and other guys. No, no, it, it, it is what it is. Absolutely. They have those relationships. They have, they have that. So, you know, going to a relation landlord in a, in a warm relationship that you already have, they had their pick of the litter. So not only do we have seven stores, but we have two more, but I'll talk about the seven. These sevens are spread out strategically, two in Toronto, two in Ottawa, and two in between. So these are in major centers. These have anchor tenants. Uh, I just, I, I can't say enough. The one that's just opening this week is on Front Street in Toronto. So so uh, just a beautiful footprint of stores. So going in nice. to, to, to this deal, it gives Kiro just a super solid base to start from. You know, if you want to try to pick up one and, and pick up two, it, it's tough, right? To get those synergies, to get an operating team on the ground, like it, this just gives us that big foundation of, of, of prime stores. Like these are A stores. And, right, and they're, and they're really uh, succeeding, right? Because the pre the headline says, uh, it's get the uh, together with the acquisition, you're going to become a prominent national retailer with forecast annual revenues of 42.7 million. So if you guys did 17 million last year, is it safe to assume they, those stores do about 25 million, give or take to ballpark? Well, if you look, if you look at it, well, we're not including in there which story, which we are, but not show. Cozy Cannabis is a deal that didn't get enough, didn't get a lot of attention, right? It, it's a, it's a beautiful deal. It's one another store in Toronto. So, and 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 uh, that acquisition actually wasn't primary just for the store. It was for the three e-com stores that the, uh, the 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 owner the owner founded and built and ran. So we got vape.com, we got vape.ca, and we got Australia Vaporizer Direct. In Australia, so you got we got U.S., we got Canada, and now we got Australia. All three. So if you look at all the combined revenues, it's not just you know the seven stores from Aegis. It's the eighth store that we have. You know the other one in Toronto from from Cozy Cannabis, and the eight stores that we're going to have from Saskatchewan and, and D.C. Right. So you're going to have a 16 store pack, and I'm not sure. I got to check the numbers, but I mean I don't even know if we included the next two stores that Aegis that that Aegis has on. So there's two stores, two leases that actually come on that can be operationalized by the end of the year. So that's where you get to 18 stores, right? So, so uh, yeah, that, that's, it's just extreme growth. And let's just say this, it doubles our footprint, doubles our revenues. And we didn't pay double, we didn't pay 50% of the company for it. So if you just do the math, I mean, this is, this is an accretive deal. Accretive. You know, I don't know how many times you can, you can arbitrage by just buying the stock. Uh, what the, uh... What does it mean for the company strategically now to be coast to coast? You've gone from being really BC focused and you know Western Canada. Now you're over here on this side of the country. Strategically, does that create even better buying opportunities for products, relationships? What does it do for you guys? And I'm going to assume also, Dan, 
that when you go to negotiate or find other locations and you go talk to me, the landlord of George Carr Real Estate, you can say, hey, we've got 16, 18 locations. We yeah. want the pick of your litter, correct? Strategically, this makes you a powerful company. I mean, yeah, let's talk about the strategic benefits because uh, there's a lot of benefits out of this deal that are intangibles called them and, and they don't, you know, they're not just the math on the books here. So what, what is it, a little bit more about the Hemisphere deal, just to give you an idea. You know, whenever you're acquiring a company, you know, we're doubling our footprint. You'd expect there to be, man, you guys, you're going to have to trim some stuff. You're going to have, there's going to be some synergies that you're going to have to synergize out or, or something. You know, there's going to be some integration, a lot of integration costs. There's going to be a management team on the other side. These guys prepared this portfolio and they ran the management from, uh, from uh, Aegis Brands. So, so the team ran the management from Aegis Brands. So really what we're getting here, just, just to be clear, are seven stores with an operating package that really complements our team. Uh, the only real senior manager that's, that's coming over is a VP of retail and, and Jen Juby, and she's phenomenal. 20 years in retail, 16 years at Starbucks, and just, I think about a year wow. now experienced in getting that education in a, a, a cannabis in that experience. And if anyone does valuations, you know, 50% of the wage of someone can be attributed after six months because they built that competency. But uh, it, so we're getting that. We're getting a really lean package that really just bolts on the Kiero and not just expands, you know, the footprint and the stores and the revenues. It expands the team. We have an operating team now in a senior leader, Jen Juby, in Ontario, in Toronto, to, to, to complement our portfolio. So when you're looking at these style acquisitions, it's not just about the assets. It's about what are the intangibles? What are the benefits? Well, we're acquiring the stores, hands down. We're acquiring those revenues. Yes, we're acquiring a senior leader that does retail. We're acquiring a Toronto-based team and a Toronto-based, you know, even board member. Steve Pelton, the CEO of Aegis, is coming on the board. So you can quickly look how we became a West Coast company to a mind and management Canadian company. And, and I think that's the benefits that are just huge when you, you do an M&A. So, I mean, so I think I might have missed something there. But... Dan, do you guys think M&A is going to be your number one driver of growth? Because you did acquire Cozy Cannabis. Uh, you have acquired uh, Hemisphere here. Do, will you continue to grow uh, by M&A primarily or is organic part of the part of your strategy as well? Yeah, that's 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 a great question. So, so you know, I don't do a lot of interviews, but I, I'm starting now. So, so if you look back at some of the interviews I did, uh, maybe I got to be more poignant on, on these points is, is I'm really have framed up what what we're going to be doing. So I remember I did a, a conference, I think it was Canaccord back back not too long ago. And I said, hey, we people were like, well, what's your growth? How, where are you guys going to? Are you guys getting in Ontario? I said, yeah, we're getting in Ontario. You guys got to just sold off. We're, we're, we're getting in, but we're doing, doing it right. So uh, I said, hey, you know, I'm not giving guidance here, but if you look at our trend, we went from four stores one year to eight stores. We doubled. You, you, you know, you can just trend it out and we're, maybe we're going to double. So what do we do? We, we said what we were going to do. We did it. You know, we delivered on it. So what is the growth now? Yes, there's going to be organic. We're not going to rule out organic. We found amazing stores organically. Uh, even even the one it was an acquisition, but it was a, a lease and licensing Kelowna that we acquired the the, the lease and the, the license opportunity. Organic would have been very tough, in my opinion, in Ontario, uh, especially when you're moving to another region. So after we have this foundation of M and A, we're right. going to continue M and A to scale up the numbers uh, because we're definitely not, definitely not going to let High Tide or Fire and Flower get away with this too far. Um, but after you have that base, how easy is it? We have a management team now. In, in Toronto, in Ontario, how easy is it now to add organic? You actually have a foundation to add to. So absolutely, we're going to do organic, but 
you know, we're not going to scale up to 100 stores, 200 stores by doing organic. We, we got to acquire. And, and, and fortunately, what came with this deal is a lot of awareness that now we're in the Ontario market. And, and, and there's a lot of deal flow coming through now. So, you knocking on your door, right? Suddenly, absolutely. George Com yeah. Cannabis, who's got three stores, is going to call you up and say, hey, guys, you know, I might be looking for an exit here. George, I think you did call me up. I think you did call me up <laughs> and, and offer me a store. That might, have been, that might have been George Com Cannabis who called you up, but it wasn't me. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But that Price is too high, then. All kidding aside, that has it, to be. It, it, it has to be coming. We can get up to 30 right now. Uh, in Ontario, so th this is this is going to be nine. We just did nine in one swoop. We have a team that has ample real estate opportunities and has has the ability to get the best stores. Like I don't know anybody that will have a better. People might have have you know they might be able to match us with what we have access to now in Ontario, but I, I usually one person that's going to have better access to better locations uh, and 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 uh, in that in Ontario, it just you're not going to find better. You know people might be able to find the same, but. They're not going to find better. So what are we going to do? We're going to acquire. We're going to get up to thirty in September. They're raising that cap above thirty. So you're going to you're going to see us quickly get to get to get to that thirty number in Ontario. Is your right? goal to to dominate to be to be a, a dominant Canadian retailer, or do you at some point look to go south of the border? Or is that just too big? I mean, if you look south of the border, ab absolutely. I mean. Yeah, absolutely south of the border. And maybe I'll just stick with just, just one North Star that we have in the company. You know, we divide we divide the business of cannabis and really to, to high level for us, it's simple to, to look at it in two facets, two parts. You got someone that produces the product, you got someone that serves customers the product. We're that serving customers product in every facet. So right now, brick and mortar is where we're strong at. That's where we're growing at. You know, that's really the, 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 the ground game and getting to the customer, getting these stores open, getting positioned. We have e-com, we're doing e-com in Saskatchewan. We probably one of the first companies that launched e-com because Saskatchewan is the only place you can do it. We're one of the first companies to launch and and, and, and we actually acquired, but build out a, a wholesale business in Saskatchewan. It's doing phenomenally. We hired, I think I told you another, uh, just, just in conversation. I mean, we hired someone from the Weston family from Loblaws that has been there for, for 10, 20 years. They Man, used to you guys are really, really building so, your retail pedigree stronger than anybody I've seen. I think we are, and 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 what I like to say again, timing, team, capital. We were doing things at the right time. We were in BC at the right time. Sure, a little bit maybe luck and fortune that BC had those regulations, and we're here. But when we when we realize that it is the right time, so we we furthered that. We're getting into Ontario at the right time. You know, not only not even just just one more thing to add to what the right time is. Sure. Two of our main top competitors hit the thirty cap, so we just took buyers out of the market. Right. So who who steps up? I mean, well, those explain guys, to everyone what the 30 cap is, by the way, so people know what. Yeah, you're it's good, good, to. good, good, good point. So in in uh, in Ontario, they have a 30 store cap, 30 store limit right now. Can't see my hand, but they have a 30 store no, limit. I can see it. Um, <laughs> so they have, a, they have a 30 store limit in BC. We have eight stores. So you have a cap on eight stores. Uh, so so some of the provinces have come out with these caps. Um, Ontario is 30, so we can get up to 30 stores. Before we even did this acquisition. Uh, we waited, we waited, we watched, and we've been in the market since the lottery. So we've been in the market since the beginning, watching and waiting and, and exploring and, and just, just waiting for the right time. And when we saw deals coming through, our business development team has looked through hundreds of deals in Ontario. I think they know the market better than, you know, companies based on us. So they looked at hundreds of deals. And, and, this, and again, Hemisphere is the one that came up to the top. But when we looked, we're also watching our competitors, how they're acquiring stores. And 
we saw when high tide and fire and flower hit that 30 cap. Well, okay, now they're out of the market. So supply demand. There's a lot of people getting a lot of supply in stores. There's demand, but as soon as that demand drops, those prices are going to come down and we can get it, get in there and capitalize. So that's where the 30 cap is. And I think that's how it plays in the market. So when these guys are rushing in, they're sitting in a great position right now. So you can pick up another 21 stores in Ontario and you got two of the biggest buyers out now. You're not going to be competing against them. Absolutely. You have the best retail partners in Aegis brands. And now we have one of the best portfolios. I'd say best store portfolio actually in, in Ontario with these locations. And we can just add to that. So now when we're going, we kind of have our pick of the litter uh, in, in, in stores. We can add M&A, we can add organically. Um, but yeah, we, we can get up to that 30 store cap very, very quickly. Um, I'll stop there, but that, that's, that, that's what yeah, the cap and, is. And the last thing I was going to say, the beautiful part is profitability because after this acquisition and, and Cozy Cannabis on top of that, uh, you think you're gonna have a, uh, you'll have a gross margin of just under $14 million. I mean, so you're doing you, you, you it. Know, you know what? So, and another thing, timing, right? And when you, have, you apply that timing thing to, to just everything you're doing, right? It's, it's, you know, what do we do? We, we focus on our timing to build the best business model, right? Best operating business, the best team to run it, those best competencies when it comes to supply chain management to, to our retail store experience, to our brand, uh, to our team, to our talent, to everything. So when you look at the timing, um, j just the timing of what we did, we said, hey, we're going to focus on retail operations. And what do we do? We, we, we're, we're the best. You know, we have, we have the top margins in the retail stores that have any public market competitor that you can see the data, data and, on. And a lot of that is and the we, fact that your, your brick and mortar experiences resembles that of an Apple store, right? Uh, the brick and mortar resembles that of an Apple store. And you know what? It's, it's what we selected to go in with. It's, you know, a, a, when you look at a, a, the cannabis opportunity or any opportunity, you know, you can also break it down into exploitation and exploration, right? And I think a lot of companies came in very excited and they did a lot of exploring and spent some money and, and instead of saying, hey, well, wait a second. The first thing to exploit is you have the, the, you have the ability to, to, to take the unregulated market into the, into the regulated market. Hey, you have the ability to commoditize the experience where the customer is at. So what does the customer want? Customer, you know, sure, they like a hat, they like the swag, but what do they want? They want the product in stock at the right price when they want it, right? That's what they want. That's the first, first bar. So that's what we did. We focused on that product mix, that product selection. So when a customer comes in our store, they get exactly what they want, when they want it, how they want it. They know it's in stock and they know we're at the back end managing what they want to make sure, hey, they don't even know it because it's seamless. When they come in, what they want is on the shelf. And a lot of companies went out of stock and they didn't get the right mix and they, they, they brought a lot of fancy products in that weren't selling. It just, it just wasn't what the customer wanted. What did we make fancy? Our retail experience. From day one, it was tech in the store. I think we were maybe a year after, maybe not even, after McDonald's when they came out with the self-service ordering terminals. Like we came out with those kiosks day one. Our first store had a seamless terminal. So it's like if someone comes in and hey, just, you know, I, I kind of, I'm the person that I just want to, when I need your help, I'll get you. <laughs> But uh, you know, don't bug me. Someone can come in the store and just use the terminal, make an order. We have an order screen that shows when your order is being prepared and when it's ready. So you can browse around the store. You can, you can, so you, can awesome. you should. You should. And this is day one, right? So day one we did this because because you know my background being in tech and computer science is like that's where I live. And if I'm going to do a business, that's where the business is going to have. We're going to have infused tech because that you know any company nowadays tech better be some of your strategy. So that's I think part of the game is is. Just again, obsessed with customers. What do they want now? Where are they? And get using that data as they're ordering, as they're coming in, all that numbers 
to really just have our experience mold and cater to them. We're serving them. So just obsessed with that. Product mix was number one. We got it's a little like bit Steve of a Jobs, benefit. You know that, right? It's not like Steve Jobs. I'm not kidding you. Customer I, I got to watch some videos. I got to watch some videos. Customer obsession is everything. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, what what are you trying to do in retail in a retail environment other than make a living environment that really just reacts to the customer and gives them what they want? I mean, that's really what it is. The customer or teacher, the customers who is driving us, we're not driving them. I mean, Steve Jobs, again, we do have, you know, sometimes the customer doesn't know what they want because it hasn't been created yet, but we're going to do that. We're going to do that too. And maybe we'll have some time to talk on this call, but I kind of got lost. I'll say, George, give it back to you because it's just an exciting time. I mean, I don't think this, this, this deal hemisphere puts us into top four spots, I believe for store account, uh, corporately owned stores. And that's fire and flower. That's high tide. And I believe, I believe, uh, I believe it's uh, YSS who, who was bought by Alcana, but uh, everyone else is now a little bit below us. And this is just, this is just the beginning, right? Yeah, this is just you still the beginning. got runway. You still got a lot of runway in front of you, especially in Ontario. We got, and you know what, little lesser, lesser discussed is, you know, most cannabis companies have debt. You know, they're sitting on a, on a debt leverage of about 40 to 60%. So we, we have no, we have, we have 800,000 in debt. We have negligible debt. So our ability to still run just by balancing out our debt leverage, like without raising money and where market cap is, it, it's, it's, uh, I wish I could buy more without early warning. I'll just tell you that. Cause, cause uh, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's amazing where we're at with this company. And now we just gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta communicate to the audience. We gotta, we gotta tell people where we're at, tell the investor community, uh, but it's just an exciting time right now. And what really comes, and this is what I love about this, uh, about this format, Daniel, is that there's the press release and the numbers, but then there's really picking up on the passion and the energy of the CEO, which I have to assume, and everyone at home watching it has to assume, reflects of the entire uh, organization of Kiara. And I'm telling you, if there's one thing that's come through, man, yeah. it's how you know, energetic, passionate, but at the same time, really precision professional you guys are with, a, with this retail group, retail focused, smart acquisition, your timing, man, you know, thanks for joining us. I'm going to leave last word to you for what your shareholders, you know, should be looking for in the next, uh, for, for the rest of 2021. Uh, rest of 2021, you're going to, you're going to see uh, this retail, this whole footprint come to life. You're going to see us as a Canadian retailer. You're going to see our, our digital. We're going to focus on this year. BC just opened up last mile delivery. You, we, we have competencies. We do last mile delivery in Saskatchewan. So you're going to see us, Really operational as live a brick and mortar. You know, we're, 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 we're going to be targeting the same metrics, the same sales. I want to say same store sales because they're new, but we're going to be targeting those sales, same store sales. We're going to be focusing on digital with these e com stores we have. We're going to be making inroads into the US and Australia so we can sell through those channels, build those relationships, and really we're going to catch up to our competitors with a better model and better stores. So, yeah, we're, we, we, we stayed a little behind in certain aspects, but you're going to see us catch up real quick with a way better experience, a way better product, a way better footprint. And we're going to make these inroads, which you already have in the U.S. So you're going to see a huge digital component this year. And I'll just say one thing as to some other plans we have on the innovation and the exploration side, because we're not just going to be a brick and mortar retail company. We're going to be a retail company very soon. And that means we're going to have to do innovation because we're not just going to be the blockbuster. We're going to be, we're going to be the Netflix. So when you look at that, there's some relationships wow, and some deals that, that we're doing. There's some deals we're doing where you're going to see innovative retail applications in their right time. So you know what? It's 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 uh you know, nowadays it's not just brick and mortar. It's brick and mortar. It's e-commerce last mile delivery. And 
just for, for a little hint, it's, 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 there's also vending, if that ever comes into play. So there, there's, there's applications that are coming in the retail sphere in general that are really cool, really disruptive. And why can't we have them in cannabis day one? And why can't we do that? So I guess I'll just leave it with that, but it's just an exciting time to be at Kiro. I'll just say that and in Canada for cannabis. I'll tell you this much. A lot of people would have been happy with your pre-acquisition numbers and, and profile 17.1 million revenue profitable. Even more people would have been happy with your post-acquisition profile of both Cozy and Hemisphere being at you know 43 million revenue, 13 million-ish in gross, 14 million in gross. But here you are talking about like that's past history already. Uh, you're not you're not celebrating. You're moving forward. Can't wait to see what you guys do in the next six weeks, six months, and 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 in 2022. Dan, great having you on, and, and thanks for joining us. Absolutely, George. Thanks, George. Thanks. For being everybody here. at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Daniel Petroff, he's CEO of Kiara Holdings, trades at the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol KO. Listen, you heard or you watched the numbers pre-acquisition. You heard about the numbers after these two acquisitions. And now you've heard Dan talk about where they're going in Ontario and in other places. So you've got to do your due diligence. That part we can't do for you. Best way to do that is first start at Agoracom, go to the Kiara profile page. We give you a good 10,000 foot overview of the company, neatly summarize all the different parts of it so you have a good understanding. And then from there, or as you can see right above, danielchiaro.com uh, to do your deeper dive due diligence. Uh, you know where cannabis is going. It's only going to continue to grow. And what you've got to decide is how big of a role Chiaro will play in that, in that industry growth. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey, guys. This video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and then leaving a comment below. And then... Don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel so you don't ever miss another great Agoracom small cap video.